Welcome to Words That Inspire with Dr. Janice Monroe Modest, speaker, inspirational coach, and author of Refocus 21, a 21 day fasting journal. Mindset for Manifesting Greatness. Hi, this is Dr. Janice Monroe Modest, and today we're going to be talking about how to manifest God's greatness in our lives. We're going to look at what Jesus did when he walked the earth. He was called Yeshua as he was walking this earth so that he can be our example of how we should walk this earth, knowing that we belong to a heavenly kingdom. And so as we dig in, uh, just grab your pen and your paper and write some notes down because as we go into a new season, this is the mindset that we have to develop in order to manifest God's greatness in our lives. Now, this isn't for everyone, because even though uh, Yeshua, as he walked, he showed us these examples, but he also gave us a free will. And back in Deuteronomy, we, we remember that he said, I'm going to place before you blessing and curse and you choose. So we get to choose today to manifest God's greatness in our lives because he won't force us to manifest it. He's given us all the resources everything that we need and even today we are just being reminded i'm reminding myself and i'm reminding you that here are some mindset shifts that yeshua wants to share with us about manifesting god's greatness in our lives so we're going to jump in and we're going to look at um mark chapter four and five so you know that i'm not making this up right uh this is the actual live footage of Jesus walking the earth way back when. And so we're going to use his name that was used when he was walking the earth back then, Yeshua. And so as we dig in, we want to place ourselves back way back then. And then so we can see how he walked, watch his examples, and then pattern ourselves according to the example that he left for us. That's why we have God's word. The awesome thing about this is we know that life goes in seasons. There is a season for everything. There's winter, there's fall, there's spring, there's harvest. And so if it's mango season and mangoes are springing up, is that the time that we want to plant or is that the time that we want to reap? So we need to know the time. We need to know the season that we're in because we know that nothing stays the same. The only thing that stays the same is that we know that nothing is going to stay the same. And God created the seasons for a reason. He didn't want us to become uh, complacent and stuck in one season of our lives. You're not always going to be in the child rearing season. You're not always going to be in, um, you know, climbing the corporate ladder season. There are seasons of your life and you, we have to be, you know, tune in, have the right mindset so that we can flow in the season that God has already preordained. So we can't decide when it's mango ha harvest or mango season. That's not up to us. 
God decides this. And so once we team up with him, uh, that's why it's important to, you know, tune in and listen to him so that we can be on the path, on the same path with him because he's the one who controls the season right and so we want to uh you know be mindful of this as we go through and we talk about you know changes and things that people are uncomfortable with because staying the same having the same mindset and not growing that is easy that's why it's so easy for weeds to grow Weeds, a weed don't need, <laughs> you notice a weed don't need a season. Those, those weeds will spring up when you don't even want them to. That's why bad habits are so easy to take root because anything, anything good, you know, you would need to know, you know, which season to plant it. You have to cultivate it. You have to harvest it, you know, and those are the good things, but it's so interesting how you know, the bad things, they just pop up anytime. And that's why it's so important to know your season so that you don't get distracted with weeds. Weeds are all those things that come up to stifle your fruit, to stifle your greatness. So we see that God is saying, you know what? I'm going to make you great. I'm going to show my greatness through you. And what, what happens when he says that? What happens when we say this year, I'm going to do great this year. I'm going to do that. What happens? Weeds come up and weeds come to overtake you. It comes in the form of busyness, depression, this different types of distractions. You know, you were doing so well at work. Then here comes negativity. You started, you know, you started your relationship finally got off the ground. And what, what came up? Contention jealousy, envy, all of those things are weeds, uh, poor time management, probably spending too much time on social media. That can be a weed, right? Hanging around negative people, you know, <laughs> that's absolutely a weed. And so as we go through this, we're going to look, uh, through the eyes of Yeshua when he walked the earth and to find out how was he able to manifest his greatness right here on earth when many people around him couldn't even, um, you know, break through and do complete the mission that God had for them, but he was able to fulfill it in its fullness. And so we want to learn from him so that we don't miss a beat, even if we've missed a couple beats, <laughs> to put it nicely, right? A couple beats in the past. And so it's a lot of times, you know, we don't want to take the time to sit down and to kind of reflect and ponder uh, um, about our lives and where it's going and how we can manifest God's greatness. So I applaud you today that you are taking this time from your busy schedule and listening in, tuning in so that you can find out, hey, I want to manifest God's greatness in my life in this season that's coming, in this new year that's coming, or in this new phase of my life that's coming. I want to manifest God's greatness. So if that is you today, it is no coincidence that you uh, tuned in, whether by radio or by uh, podcast. So I am so excited uh, that, that you have tuned in today. 
All right, so by now I've given you enough time to grab your, your Bibles, or you can just listen in to um, Mark for this example that we got from, from Jesus as you walk the, the earth. And so I wanted to start with something so interesting. We see that while Jesus was walking the earth, there was a time where he finally made the decision that, okay, it's time now for me to show my greatness. How do I know this? We know that when he did the miracles with the wine, his mom, uh, he told his mom and the people, he said, hey, it's not my time yet. But however, when we read in Mark 4, we know that he realized that now it was his time. And so we're going to see how did he he move from the area of his comfort zone and how did he move into manifesting God's greatness in his life. And so we're going to jump in on uh, verse 35. When he looked to his disciples, when he was ready and he realized, okay, now is the time. And so the fact that you're hearing it today, this is for you. So you want to get ready to shift your mindset into manifesting God's greatness. So Jesus said, let us go to the other side. And so when once he told his disciples, hey, let's go to the other side. Let's find out what that meant. So as we read down this, we see that they got into the boat. And um, so they decided, okay, we're going. Remember where he was coming from was his place of, of comfort. That's where he was raised. That's where he grew up. Uh, that's where he did the miracles with the wine. And now he's saying, okay, it's time for us to go to the other side. And so it was interesting. I got to see what it meant physically by going to the other side um, on my trip to Israel when we were around the Galilee area, Sea of Galilee. We were able to go in uh, to the boat. They called it the Jesus boat. And we were able to go on the on the sea just to see, you know, just to kind of replicate and place in our mind and give us a mindset for, you know, this was where he he called his disciples to get on the boat to go to the other side. But what was interesting and what I learned was on the other side was a totally different culture. So once he went to the other side, we know um, through scripture and through historical uh, facts that it was a different, um, a different, totally different religion, ethnicity, culture, style, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because as soon as he got over to the other side, actually, even before he got to the other side, we see that once he made the decision to get to the other side and he put everything in motion to get to the other side, what did I say about weeds? Here came the first weed. So he started to go to the other side and then a storm arose. So how many of us know that as soon as you make a decision that you're going to change, you're going to do better, you're going to save money, you're going to do anything great, something comes along. So we have to realize that if that happened to Jesus, you know, it's going to happen to us. So we just got to be ready. He prepared us. He's like, you know, I'm going to the other side. I'm going to a new chapter of my life. Here comes the storm. But what's, what's our example? What's our takeaway? So our takeaway to this was when the storm came, 
the people with him were freaking out like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. And um, Jesus said to the wind, he said, peace be still. And we know that peace is shalom. And we know that shalom is wholeness of mind, body, spirit, finances, just total wholeness, right? Safety and security as well. If you look up the Hebrew word uh, shalom, which we call, we say peace in, in English. And he also, he didn't just say shalom. He also said, be still, be still. So we see that when things start raging in our lives, instead of running back, because what Jesus could have done was, oh man, a storm is coming. I better go back. I better go back to my comfort zone. Listen, he didn't even get to the other side yet. You know, the forces just came out whoosh and like, nope, trying to stop his purpose. So remember that when God gave you a purpose, he gave you everything you need to fulfill that purpose. So don't be afraid. That's what he told his disciples. He says, hey, when you make up your mind to move forward, do not be afraid. When you see the storms coming, this is how you deal with it. You speak to it and you say, you tell that storm, you know what? You stop. You speak over your atmosphere. You speak shalom. You speak healing. You speak wholeness. You speak prosperity. You have the authority to speak over your life, over your home, over your marriage, over your children, over your finances, over your career, over everything that concerns you. You have power and authority. We, we know that Luke 10, 19. So I'm not making that up. We could read the word. It says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the, the enemy. So back then, um, they used to have a fear of snakes and scorpions because they used to be out, out a lot at night traveling. And then um, when they stopped for rest, that was their fear. But what is your fear? Your fear may not be snakes and scorpions. Your fear may be um, financial failure. You, you know, you have your fear. So you just plug in your fear where they say, you know, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. What is your, what is your snakes and scorpions? You know, I have given you power to overcome depression, to overcome a low self image, you know, whatever it is, I want you to put in there what God has given you authority for. And just in case you didn't believe it, he reminded us to overcome all the power of the enemy, all of it, not some, <laughs> he said all. I like how God does it. He makes it like, whoo, you're like, wow, you're trying to believe for a little bit. And he's like, no, man, he want to stretch you and make you believe for more. And so that's what we're doing with you today. We're trying to stretch your belief because you want to manifest God's greatness in your life. And so you can't let the things that you could see around you, nor the things you can feel, you know, you may, you may be feeling depressed. Nobody's going to tell you, no, that's your feeling. It's there. The storm was there. So they couldn't just ignore the storm. They had to acknowledge the storm and speak to it. So you can't just ignore things and think they're going to go away. That's not how it works. And so we're just looking at Jesus's example and he gave us a lot. But today we're just going to focus in on these examples um, that he has given us to ensure that we, we manifest his greatness while we are here 
on this earth. And so as they went to cross over, we see that the storm came. Jesus spoke to it and they were amazed. They was like, oh my gosh, the wind listens. Yeah. And they have to listen to you too. Whatever comes in your way, whatever obstacle comes in your way, it has to listen to you. I need you to expect it to listen to you. Expect the atmosphere around you to shift. Expect that you have that authority that you have been given. And so we saw that once they see that he did that, they were in amazement in verse 41. They said, what kind of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. So you want to, that's one way you would manifest God greatness because people are going to know that there is no way humanly possible for you to have such confidence. They need to know that your confidence is coming from God. They need to know that, man, what kind of woman is this that she was able to speak to her storm speak to her difficulty, get out of it. And we know that that's manifesting God's greatness because you have to go back and say, you know what? This was God's grace. This was what God had to pull me out of this. And you can help somebody else along so they can have the courage and the expectation to speak to their mountain of difficulty, whatever it may be. And so they looked in amazement. And we see that's the first, one of the first signs we saw that Jesus manifested his greatness. But wait, it gets even better. He does even more. All in this chapter, you know, so, because remember, he didn't even get over yet. So imagine when he gets over. So the enemy's plan is to keep you from getting over to the other side. All right. Because he knows at the other side is where the greatness lies. So he don't even want you to get there. Soon as you come up with the mindset that, yes, I'm going to go do this great thing. Boom. It, it comes up. But Jesus was able to push through and he, he taught us the mindset that we have to have is be bold and you speak to that thing and say, nope, you're getting out of my way today. You are not going to keep me back. So he pushed through and he went to the other side. And not surprising, we know what's to the other side. Okay, so now we, we're to uh, chapter five in this um, awesome story. I'm so excited about this because it's really teaching us the mindset shift to manifest greatness uh, this coming year or into this new season of, of our lives. And we know we can't go wrong because this is the example that we have through God's word and his word absolutely never, ever fails. So as we go through, I saw some, some, so many nuggets that I want to be able to, to share out with you. The next thing that we see here was as he went over to the other side, the first person who came to him was a man who was possessed. And we see that Jesus was able to heal this man, deliver him, set him free, and sent the uh, the spirits, the evil spirits into a pig. And just the fact that he sent it into a pig, we realized that Jesus was out of his comfort zone because on the other side where he came from, they weren't allowed to raise pigs. And so there were no pigs in that area. But on this other side, he was in a different environment. And I just wanted to bring that out to you because when you cross over to the other side, it may look a little different. It may be a little uncomfortable. You may be around people who have more than you 
or have less than you or um, speak a different language. It doesn't matter because we all have our different um, purpose and place that God have for us to be. And Jesus had to know that it was time for him to move get out of his comfort zone so that he could fulfill the purpose that God had for him. So knowing his purpose was really important. And we know back in Luke 4 and verse 18, we know that he said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, deliver um, those that are bound, heal the sick, set up captive those that are, um, even those who are possessed. And so we knew that he was walking in his purpose, but he had to cross over to the other side in order to be able to walk in the purpose that, that he knew. Because he said, I don't do anything unless my father said to do it. I don't say anything unless my father says to say it. And so this is a good um, point of this lesson to kind of pause and remind you to go ahead and get your planner at planmygreatness.com because it helps you to plan on, on hearing from God about the purpose he has for your life and then to be able to write the vision and make it plain so that you can run who reads it. And if you need more, you can always join the fast. Um, and then you can always go to refocus21.com and then find out more if you're really digging deep and you're saying, um, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not clear on my purpose. I want to make sure that as I go along, you're comfortable because you can, you know, you can always go back and you can fine tune your, your purpose. You can write your plans down. You can have a clear vision of what it is that God has for you. It is possible. And I wanted to make sure that you are aware of that, even as we're going to jump back into the story. So you know that there is hope, there is clarity for you. All right. So now we're going to jump to chapter five because the story gets really, um, really even more, more interesting. So we see that even as he went to the other side, kind of recapping and um, after he went to the other side, he encountered, uh, the, the man possessed and that allowed him to be able to walk in his purpose. He was able to meet the people who, to whom he was sent. So it's important for us to know who we are sent to serve. So if Jesus has stayed over on the other side and didn't cross over and take that leap of faith, he would not have been able to meet the people to whom he was sent. Same with us. If we stay in our small little circle and we don't launch out into the deep and we don't make that step, we, we're not going to be able to meet the people to whom we were sent. So you are sent to a place and you are sent to a people. So just like we see with Jesus, he had to know, okay, it's time to leave. And that's our problem sometimes. It's time for us to leave, for us to move on, and we're comfortable, and we want to stay there. And so what God has to do sometimes is he has to make it uncomfortable. He has to make your coworkers start to get annoying. <laughs> he does different things to make us realize that, hey, you know what? I think I need to straighten up. I need to um, make a move. I need to make a step. Um, some of us, we see that, okay, you just gained 10 pounds. Okay, it's time to move. Switch up some food 
we want to add some walking do some exercise you know this is applicable for our entire life because god has a life of shalom for us which is wholeness so this is not just about your spiritual body this is about um including your physical body including your well-being your mindset because they're all connected and so as we dig in and we're talking about manifesting uh greatness we we can't talk about manifesting greatness if we don't get the greatness mindset and so that's why we're looking to the great one to get his mindset so we can know how to move forward and so even as we go through and we and we uh we're continuing to look into his life one other thing that we see that stuck out as he was walking in his purpose was that there was a lady who was sick she was you know bleeding profusely for 12 years and they said that she spent every dime she had on physicians and no one could cure her but she saw jesus passing by she touched his seat seat which is the edges of the the fringes of his garment and immediately she was healed and another example of where did this happen in the place to which he was sent to the people to which he was sent and then as he was he kept walking along he met jarius uh he was this military leader and he his daughter was sick and jesus went um his daughter sick long is a longer story but the end the end of the story basically was his daughter died and then jesus went to the home and we see that the miracle of this was even though his daughter was had passed away while jesus was trying to walk you know to get there jesus was able to heal her and raise her from the dead so that was a miracle in itself and so the awesome thing with that was when jesus went to do this our lesson our mindset is going to be this is going to be a next nugget so get ready what we learned was you can't take everyone with you so we see that jesus went to heal this daughter who he found out she was dead but he knew his purpose was to heal so regardless of if there was a storm regardless of if the the young girl was dead he stayed focused on the mission he stayed focused on the purpose and so he went in and he said um talita kumi which is girl arise it was a young girl and before he went in he had some people were laughing and sneering at him you know because it was like oops you know he got there too late i don't know where he's going um that situation is dead there's nothing you can do don't even waste your time so because there were so many naysayers around him what jesus did was he sent them out he said you know what you guys not coming in this room with me when i'm going to walk in this miracle uh so he he only took peter james and i believe john yeah so he took peter three people with him he left everybody else outside the room because they didn't have the faith to believe with him and so the lesson that we learned from from jesus the mindset shift was you cannot take everybody with you where you're going 
you cannot let everybody in on even what you are doing because they're not going to be able to see past the physical. So you have to have a mindset. Remember, if you're going to be manifesting God's greatness, there's no limit for God. So in order to put on that, for you to reach that level that God has for you to reach, you're going to have to put on his mindset. You're going to have to see past uh, the physical things that you're seeing in front of you. And, and that is just so very important for us to remember that you cannot take everyone with you. So Jesus knew this and, and he was he was cool with it. He just said, you know what, guys? No, you guys not coming in. I'm only going with these right here. All right. And so we have to be comfortable with that. Um, the next thing I wanted to show was I like this part. He went somewhere again because he was on a roll because he was in his place. He was walking in his purpose and everything is just falling into place. And that's why the enemy didn't want him to get to the other side. Um, he saw another guy. He delivered him. And then this guy wanted to follow him home. And Jesus was like, oh, no, you can't follow me. You need to go back home. Tell the people about my greatness. So not only did Jesus not let anyone into his inner circle. He didn't let anyone follow him either. <laughs> and now in other words, um, to come into his inner circle. So of course he said, follow me. Um, and I will make you fishes of men follow, you know, follow him like what we're doing right now. We're trying to listen to his mindset and, um, do the things that he did. But what we're seeing is he was careful who tagged along with him. So he healed this guy and he said, now you need to go back and save the people who you have back at home. So that was a lesson right there that we really can't take everyone um, with us, with the places that, that we are going. And so what is interesting is at one point in this story, he went back home. So he was doing all these great miracles and uh, everything was falling into place. And so it was time for him to go back home. And it's so amazing that as he went back home, he I'm so happy he did because he got to teach us even more. So he went back home and he's thinking to himself, you know what? I did all these great things over here. So now let me go back home uh, to my own people and do some great things over here as well. So he did all that. He came back home and it was a it was a bust. It was such a bust that he said he was amazed at their unbelief. Now, imagine if you amazed Jesus, <laughs> they amazed him. So what did they do that amazed Jesus? Well, when we, when we look here and we see that as he went back home, uh, he realized that he couldn't do any great miracles. It says in verse um, five of chapter six, um, oh, I'm jumping into another chapter here as well. So we can get into when he actually went back home. Um, it said that he could only lay hand on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at the unbelief. That's verse six. And when I read that, it was like a, an aha moment because it says that Instead of them being proud of him that, wow, you know, he, he went out, you know, to another country, another city, and now he's coming back home. 
uh, you would think they would say, wow, you know, here, here is one of our own. He's doing great. But instead, the opposite happened. The scripture says in verse three, it says they took offense of him. Why? <laughs> I couldn't believe why. It says because he they figured out he could do miracles and he had wisdom. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So you guys are upset that uh, that Jesus or oh, you guys knew him as Yeshua when, when he was there. So he was Yeshua from Nazareth. And so they're thinking, wait, I, he's from Nazareth. We know his mom. His mom is Mary. So who does he think he is coming back over here, uh, performing miracles and having wisdom and having all this boldness and all this confidence? Like, who is this guy? And they took the quote unquote offense. And Jesus taught me something from this because what he told us is, um, I'm trying to find it here. He, t he told us that you have no honor among your relatives or your friends. There is no honor except when you are away from your relatives and your friends, which is kind of weird because you would think that your relatives and your friends, they're the ones who are going to be in your corner cheering you on saying, yes, you know, let's go. Let's get better at this. But instead, interestingly enough, it was the opposite. So don't feel bad when, you know, you come up and you say you have this dream, you want to do X, Y, Z and people, your relatives and your friends, um, going to look at you like, who does he or she think they are to be doing that stuff? But as I said, today we're talking about mindsets to manifest greatness. So did Jesus suck back? Did he, um, stop performing miracles? Did he stop getting wisdom from his father? Nope. He amplified it. So as a matter of fact, he he taught us that he told his disciples, like he said, all right, guys, I'm sending you out. So he, he was manifesting his greatness by duplicating himself. So he got these disciples, he trained them and he's like, okay, I'm sending you out now so that you could guys can do what you see me doing. And that's the whole point of disciples. And we are his disciples, right? And so we need to manifest his greatness so we can go out and teach other people how to manifest his greatness. Why? Because people are waiting on you. There are places that needs your presence, places that needs your manifested greatness so that they can see God's glory in you and shining through you. And this can't be done if you're sitting there in the wrong place around the, the people who are keeping you down um, and you are just trying to blend in when God wants you to stand out. Or he might be calling you to get out, but that's for you and him to discuss. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to um, keep moving here because I am like so excited that I'm learning along with you and I'm trying to get the, the right mindset that I need to be able to manifest God's greatness. So as he sent his disciples out, he taught them something. He showed them first with examples where he left his home. He went to something up place uncomfortable and manifested greatness. He came back home and they didn't want to hear about it from him. And he told them one thing. He said, listen, you're not going to get honor from the people you think you need to get honor from, 
However, he said uh, in verse 11, when they don't receive you or when they don't hear you, he said, dust your feet as you leave as a testimony against them. Uh, another version says, uh, take your blessing with you. So the number of ways to say it. So in my own expanded version, in my mind, what I heard was turn around, dust your feet, walk away. So he's telling them that when they don't, when you leave, shake the dust off your feet. And um, he, he actually um, also added that it'll be more tolerable for uh, Sodom and Gomorrah than them, which means that it's not going to turn out good for them if they don't hear you or if they don't receive you it's not going to be good for them and so sometimes we we try to do what we're not called to do basically because if jesus was saying listen if these people don't want to listen to you <laughs> you need to move on to the people who are going to listen to you and it sounds kind of mean when you think about it but you know what i'm just going to go with what with what he is saying so we know that he had a mission. He had a people he was sent to. And it didn't say he didn't do anything there. It says that in verse 5, it says he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. So there were some people there that he was able to heal. But the key word there was few. He couldn't do much. It tells us that he couldn't do much because nobody believed in him. There was an unbelief there. And if people don't believe you, they're not going to receive from you. So you will be casting your pearls before swine because they're not going to hear you. They're not going to listen to your advice. So like, why are you even there? What's the, what's the point? What's the purpose? So Jesus is, um, he showed us first. And then we see that when he was training his disciples to, to go out to fulfill the purpose that he had for them, he had to remind them of the same thing. Remind them that, hey, who you think is going to be uh, supporting you, they're not the ones who's going to support you. But that's a good thing because God wants you to go to the people to whom he sent you and to the place to which he sent you. So stop struggling um, where you are. You know, you're stuck. You might be stuck in a, um, in a comfort zone. You know what? Get up. Get out and go sign up. Sign up for that class. Sign up for the gym or sign up for uh, whatever. I don't know. Wake up Wake up earlier to do something. Wh whatever it is that you have to do, you're going to need to do it. And uh, despite whatever obstacles that you already know is going to come in the way. It's a guarantee. So we know to speak to the mountain. We cannot recap in. Speak to whatever in, is in your way. You need, you're going to expect it. You have to have the mindset that you have power and authority over it. You're going to expect that um, those who you believe are going to support you. They're not. Um, just like what Jesus did when he went to pray over the, the, the sick girl who ended up dying as he was on his way there. He had to tell the people to leave. Those who were naysayers, those who were laughing and scorning him, he's like, y'all can't come with me. <laughs> y'all got to go. So that's basically uh, the types of mindset shifts that we're seeing that I am seeing personally that I need to develop so that I could manifest 
God's greatness in my life. And I am so happy that you allow me to share these mindset shifts from God's word with you so that you too can manifest God's greatness in your life. And um, even as we, we go through, as I get to, to wrap this up in the next few minutes, I really want us to um, hone in and spend some time thinking about, you know, what's our purpose, spend some time understanding the, the importance of knowing our purpose. And so I want to invite you into our fast. What we do every year is we do a 21 day fast. We call it Daniel fast because we know that Daniel fasted for 21 days, but it was for a reason. It says in the scripture, Daniel eight, he fasted for insight and clarity. And so as we go into a new season of our lives, uh, we want to make sure that we are clear on what it is that God has for us to do in this next season. And so for 21 days, we're going to pick one goal a week. So the goals are separated into three parts, our relationships uh, with God, with ourselves, with our spouses, those around us. Um, that's goal one for week one. Week two, we focus in on our health, our emotional health our physical health, what, what, you know, what we're eating, should, what are we exercising, whatever we need to do. What, what we do in that week is we seek to hear from God concerning those things. And there's a prompt each day. There's a devotion and there's a journal prompt each day to help us along the way so that we can get this clarity that we need so we can walk in this same purposeful mindset that Yeshua walked in. And then the last one is the financial goals. So we're going to talk about, or seek God, I should say, about our giving, our spending, our savings, and whatever else that he may have for us to do uh, that week. So there's a devotion each day, as I said, for that. And then there's um, a writing prompt, not just to write, and it's just a small section, but just allow you to spend seven minutes every morning um, just hearing from God about these situations that are that are in our lives, just to get clarity. And the reason we do all three is because of the word shalom. We know that Yeshua came to give us wholeness, mind, body, spirit, everything. He cares about all areas of our lives. So as we seek him, as we go on into this new season of our lives, we want to seek him for all those areas and we want to be able to write it down so we can have a clear picture of it. And then at the end of that, um, those three weeks, we're going to be able to meet. Um, we're going to meet via Zoom. Uh, so you're going to have to sign up. It's free to sign up to refocus 21 the number 21.com if you want to join in with us if you have your own journal you can just follow along um it's free to sign up and to follow uh etc uh so but because it's free don't take it for for granted of the importance so we want to walk in the manifestation of god's greatness but we need to realize that jesus was confident in his purpose and so we want to be like Daniel, where we seek God for, to make sure we have insight and we have clarity 
and we have the wisdom that it takes for us to do that. And not to worry, we know that when Jesus walked here, people were, uh, you know, <laughs> they was kind of sneering at him and saying, you know, I don't know who this guy think he is walking in all this wisdom and all this, all these miracles. Um, but that was a good thing. And so we want that to, to, to be us, <laughs> right? I don't mind people be taking offense of me walking in manifesting greatness and walking in wisdom. And so I'd like for you to uh, join us. It would, it's a great journey, but it is worth it. Um, your destiny is calling. Uh, get out of your comfort zone, step into the manifestation zone where God's greatness is showing up boldly in your life. It's, it's time, it's the season. There's a time for everything. And the fact that you're hearing and you're tuned in today, I want to remind you that it is time for you to put on the mindset of manifesting greatness in your life on top of that one more thing is the planners if you um if you're overwhelmed with so many goals and where do you need to go uh, we have um a, we call it an affirmation and a goals planner so what that does is it gives you affirmation each day with this is a scriptural affirmation so it's based on scripture so if we say i am successful it'd be based on joshua 1 8 where joshua was reminded where god sorry reminded joshua that listen joshua you are successful in everything you do so little reminders for us as we go through to manifest god's greatness uh there's help with that planner it also has a goals um section where you get to write down your weekly goals or your monthly goals um, just to keep you clear because remember it says write the vision Habakkuk uh, the book of Habakkuk reminds us write the vision make it plain so that you will run who reads it it will come it will not tarry it says wait for it it's so funny that verse says it will tarry wait for it but it also says it must come so even though it takes a little bit long, it has to come. And so if you would like uh, to have those inspirational resources, uh, just go ahead to uh, JaniceModest.com, J-N-I-S-M-O-D-E-S-T-E.com, and you can get all the resources that you need to stay on track in your next season. God has a master plan for your life, and we have resources available to help you get and stay on the path to success in your relationships, health, and finances. In addition to the 21-Day Fasting Journal, we have also made available a 12-month vision planner, which includes weekly goals, to-do list, and inspirational scriptures to keep you motivated to achieve your goals all year round. Just go to www.refocus21.com. That's the number 21, refocus21.com slash planner.